0: The first reading comes from the third chapter of Galatians, beginning with the 21st verse. Is the law then opposed to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law has been given that could make alive, then righteousness would indeed come through the law. But the scripture has imprisoned all things under the power of sin, so that what was promised through faith in Christ Jesus might be given to those who believe. Now before faith came... We were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came, so that we might be justified by faith. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. For the gospel today, I invite you to remain seated as we will have a three-part reading um, for the woman at the well.
0: Now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard, Jesus is making and baptizing more disciples than John, although it was not Jesus himself but his disciples who baptized. He left Judea and started back to Galilee, but he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground where Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her,
1: Give me a drink.
0: His disciples had gone
2: into the city to buy food. And the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews
0: do not share things in common with the Samaritans.
1: (coughs) If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water.
2: Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it?
1: Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water "'gushing up to eternal life.
2: "'Sir, give me this water, "'so that I might never be thirsty "'or have to keep coming here to draw water.
1: "'Go call your husband and "'I come have back. no husband. "'You are right in saying, I have no husband. "'For you have had five husbands, "'and the one you have now is not your husband. "'What you have said is true. "'Sir, I see that
2: you are a prophet. "'Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain.' But you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem.
1: Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You will worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth.
2: I know that Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us.
1: I am he, the one who is speaking to you.
0: Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that Jesus was speaking with a woman, but no one said, What do you want? Or, Why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water
2: jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I've ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left their city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were
0: urging him, Rabbi, Rabbi, eat something.
1: I have food to eat that you do not know about.
0: Surely no one has brought him something to eat.
1: My food is to do the will of him (coughs) who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say, four months more, then comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life. So that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor.
0: Many Samaritans from the city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there for two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what he said that we believe, but we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O
1: Christ. Thank you very much, Beth and Molly, and all the disciples that are gathered. Grace and peace to you from God and our Savior Jesus. Amen. Welcome to our seventh week reading through the Gospel of John. Everything that we have heard, seen, and experienced in these first three chapters were gifts to us promise of light shining in the darkness, forgiveness in baptism, a God who thinks the best of us no matter our faults or our failings, one who honors us and the importance of us in turn honoring others, a God who desires prayers, praise, and thanksgiving, not sacrifices, a God who meets each of us where we are, treating us all the same, whether we are quiet in our faith or bold in sharing it. Life in Christ is found when there is more of Jesus and less of us. Our gospel takes a turn with this scandalous conversation between the Samaritan woman and Jesus. I am indebted to Gail O'Day, who wrote the commentary in the Women's Bible Commentary. She points out that the rivalry between Jews and Samaritans began about 300 B.C., The Samaritans built and worshipped at a shrine on Mount Gerizim, a shrine that competed with the temple in Israel, in Jerusalem. This shrine was destroyed by Jewish troops in 120 BC, 128 BC. When Jesus requested a glass of water, the woman responds, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? The woman knows that a Jewish man should not talk with a Samaritan woman. Moreover, a Jew should not consider drinking water from a Samaritan's vessel. The scandal is noted by Jesus' disciples, amazed that Jesus speaks with a woman. Jewish rabbis did not speak in public with women, any women, and this one was a Samaritan. The disciples' protest reflects the traditional cultural and social conventions and expectations. However, Jesus will not be limited nor restrained. He dismisses barriers and opens boundaries, male and female, the chosen people and the rejected people, and furthermore, the public perception of women and Samaritans. Jesus doesn't pass moral judgment on the woman because of her marital status either. In fact, as commentator O'Day argues, All such judgments have been imported into the text by interpreters, which until recently have been mostly men. They portray the woman at the well as dubious, with dubious morals, guilty of apparent and sexual behavior, a tramp, a five-time loser. They have marked her with a scarlet letter. Such opinions reflect the commentators' own prejudice, not What is found in the text. Reread the conversation about the woman and her husband. It never stated that she had been divorced, as it is often assumed. When Jesus told her to go call her husband, she replied, I have no husband. When Jesus responded, you are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. You can almost hear her sense of relief. It simply states that she had five husbands and currently lives with a man who is not her husband. There are many possible reasons for the woman's marital history. And one should be leery of the dominant explanation of moral lax, being lax in her morals. Perhaps a woman like Tamar in Genesis 38 is trapped in the custom of a Levite marriage law where the next brother was bound to marry her and upon his death, the next. Maybe the last male in the family line refused to marry her. Her marital history intrigues commentators, but it does not concern Jesus. The conversation about the woman's husband serves two purposes. First, it illustrates that Jesus' ability to see and know all things. Second is a moment of revelation for the woman, a moment when she is able to see Jesus with new eyes. The woman runs back to the city which she was avoiding to announce the Messiah. To witness Jesus and tell others about her experience is one of the primary marks of discipleship. The writer of the Gospel of John, through this narrative, makes the Samaritan woman equal to John the Baptist and the disciples Andrew and Philip. As the villagers come to meet Jesus, he treats them as human beings, worthy recipients of the grace of God, not the despised enemy for whom to fear contamination. I immediately think of Jesus' departing words to his disciples prior to his his ascension into heaven. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He was simply asking them to do what the Samaritan woman already did. Too often, we are like the disciples on that day of ascension, constantly looking up, when really we should be looking around, around the barriers of this world. We are called to stop shaping our lives according to the societal definitions of who is acceptable, and instead show the same openness to those who are different than us. We are to cross boundaries as Jesus did instead of constructing and fortifying them. Jesus has made it clear in this encounter. It does no good to cling to notions of a privileged people or a privileged place. Worship is not limited to a mountain nor Jerusalem. In fact, it is what we do moment by moment every day of our lives. Jesus declared true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Paul said the same to the Galatians. What was promised through faith in Jesus Christ is given to those who believe. Spirit and truth, living in the light and forgiveness of Jesus for ourselves, for others, including our enemies, all the way to the ends of the earth. We are to see the best of and honor others, offering prayer and praise and thankfulness, whether it be quiet or boldly. Be a witness of the acceptance, forgiveness, and love of Jesus. Remember, we should share more and more Jesus and less of us. Do you believe? Will you live a life of worship in spirit and truth? Will you remove the barriers and erase the boundaries that separate us? Often due to judgments imported into our lives that reflect the traditional, cultural, and social conventions and expectations of others. Often due to pride and prejudice, ignorance and arrogance, fear of losing position and possessions, such thoughts and opinions dismiss the spirit and distort the truth. It is what causes wars those happening on foreign soils, those in our nation, our communities, our own households. As we heard John the Baptist urge in our reading last week, again, we need more of Jesus and less of us. And remember Jesus' ability to see and know all things. May we be like the woman and see with new eyes